The Goal Radio Football Show. Hello everyone, I'm Paul Cooney. The weekend starts here, five o'clock on a Friday. The Go Radio Football Show. And what a show we have for you this evening. What a week it's been. We're only two weeks into the season and yet Cy Ferry, Rangers and Hibs could go eight points clear of Celtic this weekend. Rangers and Hibs very much like the Go Radio Football Show. Absolutely flying, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we are looking for... What about this weather? I need to say to you, Paul, yeah. I know it's hot, but can you put your top back on, please? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I, do, I do like your dolphin tattoo on your lower back. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be a secret. Side, you're, bu- you're buzzing for it tonight. I, can um, tell. I was on the breakfast yeah. show this morning. I heard um, you with yeah. Grado and Crofty and Adele. Really yeah. enjoyed it. I think I've got yeah. Grado's mic here because there's still crumbs in it. Um, <laughs> but no, a uh, great laugh for the guys. Um, the whole the whole station's flying, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks for joining us, though. Ali, this weekend, give us the card. Some great games coming up. Massive. Of course, you've got Barca versus Bayern Munich. That's happening tonight. Postponed Celtic versus Aberdeen at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Hamilton versus St Mirren at 3 p.m. Kilmarnock, St Johnston. Ross County are against Dundee United again at 3pm and the 5.30 game tomorrow is Hibs versus Motherwell that's going to be on Sky and Sunday's big game Livingston versus Rangers that's on Sky at 4.30 as well Plenty to look forward to and coming up in the next uh, an hour and 50 minutes we'll speak to the Rangers reserve coach Kevin Thompson he's coming live tonight Cy we're looking forward to that What a player, what a guy uh, played him yeah. up in Dundee been good pals ever since can't wait to grill him Alan Stubbs indeed <laughs> yeah so don't touch the dial he'll be on very shortly Rob McLean with us Rob you're the busiest man in football commentary uh, uh, what a weekend we've got Alan Stubbs joining us the man who brought uh, trophies back to Easter Road yeah absolutely the Scottish Cup he's achieved legendary status didn't he in winning the Scottish Cup for Hibs and also a big part of that Celtic side going back he'll talk to us about the bid to get 10 in a row for Celtic and Rangers efforts to stop them and Paul uh, the division Developing story around the COVID crisis just keeps on coming at us. And today the SPFL has begun disciplinary action against both Aberdeen and Celtic for those alleged, they have to call them that, breaches of the COVID-19 protocol. Uh, Celtic defender Bully Bull and Goalie and the Aberdeen 8 have also been charged by the Scottish FA. So it's a twin-pronged attack. And the players' potential punishments range from a two to an eight-game ban. And oh. that hearing date has been set for the 28th of August. See, Alec will be hoping for an eight-game ban for a ball and goalie, won't they? <laughs> he's not going to play again, is <laughs> no, he? No, that's him uh, done. Um, yeah. I'm actually surprised that people are saying that he's been putting his um, teammates at risk. He's been doing that all year. He's passing, isn't he? <laughs> 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 oh, he's been working on that. Sharp as attack. Uh, sharp as attack, isn't it? No, but um, yeah. he came here. He's not really done it. No. And, um, yeah. you know, to put the season in jeopardy for Celtic, having no done it since you've came here is just, Neil, that will not wash me Neil Lennon. I've been on the wrong side of Neil Lennon and you do not want to, you didn't want to go there. So um, I'd be very surprised if you've seen Ball and Goalie anywhere near a Celtic team again. We are going to see Albion Ayeti. Rob, you told us last week he may well be coming. We told you the private jet was in Glasgow. So yeah. I revealed that the other night. And uh, yeah, he signed four year deal. Yeah, and I think he's excited about the prospect of linking up with Odson Edouard. Meanwhile, the Celtic fans are saying, where's Lee Griffiths and when will he be back in that striking frame? Why Celtic? Why did Ayeti come? Yeah, I'm very, very happy to be here. Um, actually, I know a lot about Celtic. Um, everyone knows Celtic, uh, knows the tradition about this club, knows the stadium, knows the players. And I'm really happy, happy to sign for this big club. And what can the fans expect? Because we don't know much about him from his time at West Ham United. So what's it going to be like? I would say I'm a hard-working player, hard-working striker. Um, I score goals, this is what I do. Yeah, I work on and off the pitch. I'm actually a quite strong striker. I um, love the contact. Yes, I have a lot of 
of um, qualities behind the defender runs. Um, very smart. Yeah, I don't want to say too much here, yeah, so... And apparently he's very modest. Sai, <laughs> <as well. laughs> you're looking forward to seeing him. I mean, he was strong today, certainly in the headlines. He's looking forward to teaming up with Odson Edward. He sounds like in the, the Griffiths mode, the way he yeah. describes him, how you know, likes to run behind defenders. I don't think that's um, a big part of Edward's game, you know, running the channels. I don't think he enjoys doing that. I think he likes to come to feet. Um, I said on Monday night, I think Celtic play better with two up front. I think Edward enjoy, enjoys playing with a partner. Um, and I really like Ajete that he's actually took a, a pay cut to come at Celtic. You know, it's quite easy for him to sit at West Ham, maybe go on loan to a championship team, um, see you at the season. But he's took a wage cut, he's still a young young guy, wants to prove himself. I think it's a great signing for What's Celtic. What's the differential, do you think, from a West Ham player and, and someone coming to Celtic? Well, I think West Ham are a defensive team. Is, yeah. I think it's been tough for them. You know, West Ham have been struggling. If you're a young guy playing in a struggling team in the Premier League, it's, it's hard to get in. Mm -hmm. I think this will suit them. You know, at Basel, it was an attacking team, a team at the top of the league. And I think coming to Celtic, who will be that, I think it will really suit a Jay. And on the wages, what's the difference roughly? You oh, know, a fortune. We saw Fraser Foster, 90 grand yeah. a week apparently. I know for a fact it's yeah. a fortune. One of my pals plays for West Ham and I know what he gets in it would blow uh -huh. your mind. Yeah. Uh, and you wouldn't get anywhere near it in Scotland. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's had to take a 10, 20, 20 grand pay cut. 60 grand a week? He's on the same money as Rob McLean now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't take that, so I can't. <laughs> Rob, the Celtic fans will be desperate to talk football because they play Reykjavik next week, Champions League uh, qualifier. It, that should be one that they'd look forward to, but they won't have played for, what, 10 days? That's right. I mean, with all the distractions and disruption, um, Celtic have missed a couple of games by the time uh, that postponement tomorrow comes around. And as you say, it's going to be about 10 days till that home game against Reykjavik. But let's be honest, against the Icelandic side, Reykjavik, Celtic, should and surely will be winning and looking ahead to what happens next because it's Ferenc Varas or Djurgården isn't it in the next round Celtic fans what do you think 0808 17 17 700 text go and your message to 87474 and uh, we're on the socials as well Ali yep go football show if you're not already on there and of course if you want to download the app you can do that go radio and remember all your W's this is go.co.uk to get us online and if you want and you haven't already make sure you launch us on your smart speaker launch go radio Kevin Thompson is going to be joining us shortly the Rangers coach he's a great career as well didn't he so such a good player honestly Paul he's so underrated like, I played with a lot of good players in my career and uh, went to Dundee mm. and I thought Kevin Thompson oh, he'll be he'll be good but see in training top player really top player what did he have what was it just a confidence in himself and a belief yeah. he wanted the ball the time I love people like that Ever in trouble, pass the ball to Tom and he'll deal with it. And he, he was tough. He doesn't get the recognition he deserves. He was. I, I know he, wrote, he retweets a tackle he made on Robbie Keane every single day on Twitter. <laughs> um, but no, Tom will top player. Yeah. Top, and a lot of time for him. And he was part of that squad of uh, terrific youngsters, wasn't he? Scott Brown, Kevin Thompson, Stephen Whitaker. Yeah. There were a lot of them came through at Hibs uh, at that same time. And I think he's bound for big things at Rangers as well, potentially, because uh, Stephen Gerrard likes him a lot. I think they're on the same wavelength. Uh, and maybe further down the line, Kevin Thompson could be a Rangers manager do you remember the terrible barnets they had at Hibs <laughs> yep I think they've passed uh, their hairdresser that done that on to Wee Morello so I think Tom was also responsible for that so he's doing all sorts for Rangers just now isn't he? <laughs> and the thing was at that point they didn't have the lockdown as an excuse exactly but uh, no I agree Rob um, even when, when you'll hear him when he's on when, when you speak football with Kevin Thompson he's got a real idea how he's wanting his, his teams to play he's got a philosophy um, and I would not be surprised to see him doing really well in management that's Cy Ferry give him a call now Rob McLean <laughs> Ali Defoe and me Paul Cooney Transfer news just in. Somebody we've been speaking about for two weeks, Stephen Fletcher. He's signed for Stoke City. Wow. Yeah. I think a Yeti. I think that, is, that was the nail on the coffin yeah. for Fletcher. Any chance of you saying a Yeti? Is <laughs> <laughs> a Yeti? Sorry. You say a Yeti. I'm fit Dundee, man. Yeah. Who cares? Um, <laughs> so what do you think? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, as I said before, I think it was a two-year deal. 
Mm-hmm. I think Fletcher was looking for a two-year deal. Uh, I think Celtic at thirty-three were only willing to offer him a one. Um, so it's a great move for him. So again. is that is that Michael O'Neill? Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 So um, a club with huge money behind them there, the Coates family. And so, he's done great yeah. as well, hasn't he? Aye. I mean, I would have loved Michael O'Neill to be the Scotland manager. I don't know. <laughs> I interviewed him and he's very impressive. Uh, yeah. He kept Stoke up last year. I think he's the type of manager for Fletch as well. I think the Scottish FA wanted him desperately to be the Scotland manager as well, but it dragged on forever. And I don't think he was ever going to take the job, to be honest, but he would have been ideal. But let's hope Stevie Clark uh, is the ideal man. As we look ahead to those games, they're not far away now, are they, against Israel and the Czech Republic? Yeah. We'll talk about that later tonight. Rob, last night was it a transfer coup for you because we enjoyed Stephen O'Donnell on with you <laughs> last night. Yeah. And uh, was the deal done here at Glasgow's own Go Radio? Is it the first one? So tell everyone Absolutely. what's happened. I, I yeah. took my 75% yeah. commission, um, but in the course of the two-hour show, he refused <laughs> yeah. to answer my questions. I rephrased the same question about 25 times. Where are you going to go? I thought he would eventually just give in when I shone the interrogation light in his eyes. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't until after the show that it became clear that he's a motherwell player. Yeah. So what do you think of that till the transfer window? So that's till January then. But guess yeah. I'm playing again. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be playing left back initially because they've, they've got a problem in that area. A couple of injuries, a couple of players missing because they've got uh, Grimshaw mm. uh, right back. But Stephen O'Donnell, I don't think he can kick with his left foot, but he seems to be fairly... I don't think he can fit. kick with his right foot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he, uh, no, I, th- I think he's just, I mean, I think he's just yeah. glad to get back. I mean, there was a point where he thought he might be going to Oxford in the English Championship, but the options have narrowed with all that's been happening, and I think he'll just be happy to get back playing, and it could work well for the both of them. It gets him back in action, and for Motherwell, it solves a problem position with a quality international player. Definitely. I, I think Chris Cadden was at Oxford, and I think uh, the manager there, Carol Robinson, I was actually going to sign from MK Dons, he liked Scottish plus um, so it would have been a like for like replacement for uh, Cadden so I'm surprised that never happened but uh, for me outside the Celtic and Rangers if there was a team you were going to go to it would be Motherwell just now you know I know they've not started the season well but I think Stephen Roberts, Robinson and is a thing that players look at I've heard he's a great coach and I think he improves players I think you'll see that with, with anybody that goes to Motherwell he makes him a better player and I think for players now in this day and age that's a big thing for them when they look at a manager one how good a coach is he mm-hmm. uh, and I've heard that Stephen Robinson's top so he didn't miss the players both. did he the other night he said, no but you know, I like that uh, yeah, I like indeed. that yeah. and why should he not demand the expectation they finished yeah. third last year they're not yeah. doing themselves justice just now they need to be told I, I think that's gone for the game and it's quite refreshing to hear Stephen Robinson see if I'm a player I want to hear that if yeah, I'm not doing it I, I want to be told yeah. I saw a reaction today from David Turnbull one of the players and he was obviously asked what what did you make of you know sort of Robinson taking the paint off the walls in the dressing room and he said was that okay and he said "Uh, probably Uh, it sounded like a reluctant because because for a lot of players they they wouldn't want to hear that because Stephen Robinson was basically telling telling them that some of them hadn't turned up he was saying seven of you okay the rest of you you know you need to come up with something good goal from David Turnbull more of that later on Sunday the big match is Livingston against Rangers we'll be speaking to Stephen Gerrard in a moment or two but it was Borna Barisic who is in front of the media this morning honestly it's different of course and I really don't like on the pitch. pitch for me that's that's not for the for the first league teams but situation that we have three of them and we need to adapt yeah the plastic pitch Sai I don't like them shouldn't be the I'm going to be too this is what annoys me about Scottish football as I've said before we need to sell our game better mm-hmm. I, I've told you we, I remember sitting at Portsmouth and the, the boys are slaughtering the Scottish league and I'm trying to talk it up and then the game comes on the telly it's on AstroTurf there's 300 people there I mean in England League 2 and above you know the plastic pitch so why have we got them in Scotland? What annoys me is people complaining about the pitch um, you know it, it's happening all the time pre-match you know the pitch comes up if it's Rugby Park last Sunday if it's Livingston coming up at the weekend yeah. but surely that gets into your head you, you, it's there 
we might not want it, but we can't do anything about it at the moment. There are plenty of them around. You have to play on those pitches. So what is the point in getting yourself in a negative state of mind going into it? But can I also say that I don't think a team's ever been relegated playing on AstroTurf. So my worry is that seven other teams in the Premier League think what well, helps us to play on AstroTurf and before you know it, the full league's got AstroTurf. And then where does that, that leave us? Yeah. I don't think a team's ever been relegated playing on AstroTurf that's, at home. That's probably that's true. a good point, Rob. Yeah. Great yeah. point. I don't know where that's came from. <laughs> that's my <laughs> first good, no. first good <laughs> point in three weeks. What a night! We were just looking at them. They're hoping yeah. we could argue yeah. with them, but we didn't have the suitable no. evidence. No. To no. I can't <laughs> believe I've stood from the claim Paul Cooney and Ali before. Wow. Yeah. I don't but think it's good for you though, is it? No, I need to get back to playing the thick one. No, I didn't mean you. I meant AstroTurf. No, the AstroTurf. I don't like it. Actually, bad for you though, isn't it? My bad. Has it been proven that? The particles in it, if you swallow them, are quite bad for you. Oh, I don't know about that, but it kills my have back. You re- have you ever eaten a plastic <laughs> <laughs> No, but if you dive or whatever, it get kicks up. There is scientific proof. Yeah. I will find it for you. OK, what about the manager, Stephen Gerrard? We spoke to him too today, and it's going to be a battle. I mean, it always is a tussle. Livingston are so physical, organised. How does he feel about the game? First and foremost, we welcome the battle. Different teams bring different styles uh, throughout the, the course of the season, but we certainly welcome physical challenges and we need to be ready for that. And we certainly don't have a problem with it, obviously, as long as it's in, in, in a fair way. I think what's important in these games is that we, we deal with direct player times and we, we win our first duels, we win our second duels, and positionally we're in the right places to, to try and control the game because... There will be moments and pockets of the game where the ball is not necessarily you know, in our style. But we have to be capable of adapting within game to play different ways to get the right results. Si, strong uh, squad now Rangers have got. And that's what I said earlier on. That's the reason Celtic players play so well is because um, the players that are on the side of the pitch waiting to come on. And I think that's proved the point with Morelos. You know, look at the, his, his turn in form since Roof and uh, Itton came in. Uh, a manager can speak all his wants, but as I said, when, from a player's point of view, when you look over at the bench and there's good players waiting to come on, it definitely lifts your game. I was the one that was usually on the bench and the first 11 would be delighted because there's no way I was pushing them. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, the two yeah. signings for me, and, yeah. and Morelos is such a big part of Rangers' season. Oh, there's no, there's no coincidence. Yeah. Last, after January, his form dropped and the team's form dropped. Now he's scoring goals and Rangers are playing well again. The, <laughs> other, the other thing that was great to hear from Stephen Gerrard on the back of the, the win uh, against the 3-0 win against St. Johnston was the fact that he, he, he wasn't happy. He wasn't mm. happy that a three up uh, they got sloppy as he saw it so that's going to be interesting to speak to Kevin Thompson about as well just that Stephen Gerrard attitude yep you've got nine points of nine but he wants more it's similar to the Stephen Robinson mm-hmm. school of thinking isn't it yeah just yeah. totally honest with his players and as I say that's what, play, what players want Side ready for the first call of the night of course I am as long as it's not my <laughs> wife I'm ready for it <laughs> Kevin's on the line for Bells Hill Kevin good evening good evening hi, Kev, how are you Kevin hi yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, um, what's in your yeah, mind tonight? Yeah, oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Sunny in Bells yeah. Hill. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hi. All right, Not Kevin. Long, but oh, you never know. <laughs> um, yeah. What it was is obviously with the new signings coming in, um, Kamala, uh, Ajayi. What's the future for Griffiths? Good question. Rob mentioned it. What do you think? First of all, I would keep him. Yeah. Uh, he's a goal scorer. He's he's a predator. He'll score goals. He's Set plays, free kicks. He is a goal scorer, yeah. and it's it's just a shame that if he it gets let go because he can play. Mm-hmm. No, nobody would question that. Would no, you say? I've, I've said that numerous of times. Lee Griffiths won the league for Celtic for me last year. He just brought that spark yeah. and a buzz. And do you know what I like about Lee Griffiths' Celtic point of view is he's up for every game. 
you know, you, you can you can hang your hat yeah. on Lee Griffiths on the pitch. Maybe off the pitch you can just now. But when he's on that pitch, and you talk about attitude, I think his attitude's spot on when he's on the pitch. I watch him play up front with Edward, and I don't think Edward's great at pressing and winning the ball back. You look at Griffiths, he's very good at it. He doesn't give defenders a minute. He runs channels very well. And one thing you're guaranteed on is 20 goals a season. Mm. But can you afford to have a guy that doesn't play as many games as he should? About the club on such big wages For me yes I would take the gamble um, Because as I say You know that when you're putting him in, in the team one You're getting quality You're getting effort And importantly you're getting goals He's had a lot of support hasn't he To get the the, the mental attitude right And I guess he'll still be getting the support just now Because he's got such a chance what Yeah is he? He, he does and, and I know if, if There's one manager that you want for that Is, is, is yeah. Neil Lennon Because I think Lenny's had his own problems And uh, me being a young kid Who probably was off the rails He helped me massively So I hope, I really hope that Neil Lennon can help him and, and we can get Lee Griffiths back. And again, Rob, for Hopefully. Scotland as well, he's such a big player, isn't he? Kevin, you were going to speak there. Yep. Kevin? Yeah, yeah. hopefully he uh, died because he did it with Scotland as well. We can all remember oh. against England. Oh, amazing. Well, so, yeah. But he's, he's, he's a talent. But Neil Lennon must know what he's, like, where to steer him kind of thing. He must... Kevin, how worried are you about the five points just now? What would you say? Obviously, it's frustrating the team aren't playing. What would you say as a Celtic fan? As a Celtic fan, I think we've got to be rusty. Yeah. Rusty going into this, the, the European game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you're really training. But I think we've got to be rusty. It's got to be, it's got to be touch and go, I think. It's the, so... And do you worry about Rangers yeah. pulling ahead at the top of the Premiership? Well, that's the thing. I, it's, it's catch up. Mm. Maybe eleven points. Could be. Maybe yeah. eleven points. Yeah. But it's we're only started to see it's a it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Sure. Yeah. So um yeah. Okay, Kevin. Yeah. And there are more important things. But Kevin, thanks very much for calling in. I don't so, know about you, but do you think yeah. Lee Griffiths Scotland's best striker? Yeah. Natural mm-hmm. talent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah so, but, and sure. if you've Stephen Naismith yeah. in the in the frame as well. Um, yeah. Okay. Who else? Ollie McBurney. McBurney. Right. Yeah. But yeah. for me, Griffiths is a, a class uh, apart for, yeah. for the guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you reckon at home or in the car or the the garden, wherever? Give us a buzz. Now, coming up next, Kevin Thompson and more of your calls. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for calling in, everyone. Oh eight oh eight. 17, 17, 700. Sai, coming up next, someone you played with uh, in the midfield at Dundee. Did you teach him a lot? That's what I was yeah. going to say, Paul. I never played him. I actually carried him for a year, so um, <laughs> he's got a lot to thank me for, and I hope he will on the radio. <laughs> Rangers coach on the line, Kevin Thompson. Kevin, good evening. Evening, lads. How are you? Great. Ah, we're Kevin. good, thanks. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Tomo. Oh, yeah, sorry, no Paul. Yeah, no, on you go. Tomo, yeah. how are you doing, mate? All right? I'm good, Simon. Just said that I was on your back for a couple of years. Is that, is that right? I <laughs> <laughs> was a pleasure to play, wasn't it? <laughs> nah, top man, mate. top man. I need to ask you, mate, because I'm obviously doing this with Barry Ferguson. You've played with both us, both top players. What similarities was there in me, in me and Barry when we played? Oh, <laughs> you put me on the spot, mate. We're one of the best Scottish players in the last couple of decades. Yeah. And uh, Fergie as well. Field. To, to my midfield maestro off in Dundee. <laughs> but Tomo, seriously, uh, I know you're doing great things with the youth team there, um, but I see you as a manager. Uh, how long are we going to see, when are we going to see Kevin Thompson in a dugout and what is my role going to be in that staff? <laughs> well, I've always said I need somebody to be uh, to be the banter, to be that number two, that number three that's good with the lads. So, listen, so you bring in valuable experience. There's a lot of lessons you know what I'm like. There's no doubt that I want to be the manager one day. I want to be in the dugout. It's... Uh, I would say the role that I've just taken on now is the is the 
coach of the B team would be um, more natural for me working with that type of age group. So I'm just going to keep on grafting, as you know, that I do all the time and, and see where it takes me and, and hopefully I'll get to where I want to get to one day. What's the standard like there in the B team, Tom? Because um, I, think, I don't think Rangers have brought through a lot in the, in the past few years. Um, is that something that you're hoping to do? Get more well, in the first team? You know as well as anyone, sir, when you, when you do start at the old farm and you're, you're an old farm academy kid and there's a player coming through the ranks, it's difficult to play for Celtic or Rangers. It's the standard to be that level of player, you need to be good. So, but we've got some talent within the building. Um, I am a strong believer that talent will only get you so far. You need more than that to be a Rangers or Celtic player. So, um, we, 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 well, I obviously worked tirelessly on the park with them. I think the mental side of the game, the the part, the belief part, the, the the character part is just as important as talent. So um, I spend a lot of time building up relationships with players to try and obviously get a wee bit deeper than just having a coach and a, a player relationship. It's really important to me. I think it's really invaluable for for young players. So let's now keep on pushing them. And fingers crossed, we can have some. We always got Nathan Patterson, um, who's who's been in there around for the last probably a few months. Obviously before lockdown, etc. But he, he made his debut last year. He's been part of pre-season. He's he's been on the bench. So He's, he's chapping on the door But listen He's got a big challenge In front of him James Tavernier's the captain of the club So yeah. that's the standard That you need to get to To get in the team Need to lighten the mood mate Give us a, a wee story For Dundee About the physio Niam <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more <laughs> Come on Tom Niam's uh, how, many, how many injections Did we get in our ankle <laughs> Every week wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> What about I, the time I, I, When you were You were raging With your injury Remember uh, I was, you know, you seen me angry up there sometimes, didn't you? Oh, you, you uh, lost the plot a few times. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a calf strain, didn't I? But he told me it was coming through like, my big toe or something. <laughs> so so but, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't very happy. But Tomo used to do shooting, so Tomo shoots. He used to bring us in venison every Monday. It was absolutely beautiful. Oh, the, the old shooting. Uh, he shoots, oh, right. he? He does, uh, <laughs> and uh, Kevin. So we yeah. used to speak about me and Tomo were injured quite a bit up there. So we'd be in the, the physio room speaking about it, and uh, one time Tomo. He'd lost the plot with his injury And he texted the, the physio A big massive text Saying no good enough Need to talk to you And uh, all the physio wrote back was Bring your gun <laughs> <laughs> Tom remember he took us up dance that's, that's true That's true, that's true. We only had banner in the physio room When Niam decided that you were allowed in it I was banned for the physio room weren't I <laughs> You were eh? Remember he took us up to answer To that chippy Oh no that was uh... 100 mil per hour and they put the, put the foot in the brakes didn't they try and kick you out of the car because you were destroying them all the way he <laughs> <laughs> was going to kick me out in the mo- Scott Bain was there as well eh? great to see Bainy doing, as well, uh, doing well as well Tom will sell like yeah he's a good lad we always said didn't we when we were up there that he's um, he was more than capable of going on and having a good career and he's, he's listening to you being a fight to obviously get that number one jersey but he's, he's someone that obviously I speak to quite a lot obviously I know Greg Stewart really well you obviously know Stewart so I get to see him more on a daily day to basis than I do Bainy but he's a I had a great lad, Benny, um, a really good goalkeeper, and I was always sure that he was going to go on to bigger and better things than Dundee. Last one for me, mate. Just tell everyone how tight he was in that motor, though, Scott Bain. How tight he was? Uh-huh. How do you mean how tight he, he was? Had you dri- he had you driving five days a week, didn't he? Ah, he was miserable, mate. By the way, I've known him for about five years, he still no bought me a coffee. Terrible. <laughs> was the petrol money an issue? Yeah. You never gave him any petrol money, Scott Bain, honestly. <laughs> Tightest man in football. Unbelievable eh? <laughs> Kevin it won't be like that With uh, Stephen Gerrard I'm sure you're there At Rangers What a start to the season And Rob you've seen A couple of the matches And been so impressed Yeah and there, there seems to be A really strong connection Kev uh, Between you uh, and the manager Maybe a tighter link Than there's been previously And your team now Plays the same shape So that there is that uh, Natural pathway Through towards the first team and, and players playing In the same positions as well 
Well, I think that's look, it's really important, Rob, at any club, to be honest. It's, I think the reserves should, should mirror what the first team looked like. I think it's almost common sense that if, you're, um, if your first team are doing well and, they've, and the managers have got a big belief in how they play, etc., and the club's backing them to the halt, then it would be a bit daft if we played a different way because you want to educate your players. To but it's not, it's not always been the way, though, is it? Uh, no, it's not, listen, it's not always been the way, Rob. No, it's, uh, the academy's obviously had a, a curriculum to play by. Um, and they've been quite rigid on that, but the, the the current first team staff are keen for us to play. Obviously, some of the, the first team, which is good for me, it's a it's a different tactic. So there's there's certainly principles that are the same, but um, I'm quite open as a coach to to learning new ideas. To, to the tactical side of the game really excites me, Rob. You know, I, I yeah. like with the ball, without the ball. So. Um, for me to get to implement that um, and do something different is, is brilliant for my development. At first team level, do you see this, Kev, as a real opportunity for Rangers because of the disruption to Celtic's matches? Uh, how significant could this be if Rangers get off to a maximum start and pull well clear? Well, obviously, they're still going to have games, Rob. You know, it's not like they've dropped points. You know what I mean? It's um, They've obviously dropped points, but the games are still in the bag as such, so it still gives them the opportunity to put the points on the board. But I do think that when you do get in front, it is important. And, and listen, people that play for Rangers and Celtic can tell you they don't know what Rangers are doing, or, or Rangers people that tell you they don't know what Celtic are doing is just a lie. Of course, you always look across the city, you see what they're doing, what, what, what they're up to, how their results are. Um, and then you need to take care of what you do. So... If what you've just mentioned there, if the, if the team, the manager, if the staff, they can get off to a good start and put the points on the board, it'll certainly bring a wee bit of pressure on Celtic when they do resume their fixtures, that's, that's, that's for sure. What did you make of Steven Gerrard the other night, um, 3-0 uh, against St Johnston, and he still wasn't happy? Well, I, I just think that's the nature of the beast. Well, it's, 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 I'm a wee bit the same. Um, I think if you if you start to admire a, a half-decent performance and, and, a, and a couple good results, um, sometimes it comes back to biting the backside. So the, the manager certainly knows that. He's, he's under no illusion how big the season is. Um, he's, he's under no illusion that the have started well. He's, he's always going to demand more. I think if they won 100 games in the bounce, he would still want more. That's just the nature of his character. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure across the city they'll be exactly the same. That's why these teams go on runs. They 10, 12, 15 games in the bounce because they've got that the nature of the beast to, to keep on wanting to win keep on wanting to strive to get better so the manager and, and the boys are going to be no different Is this the season for Steven Gerrard to make a massive impact at Rangers? It's been two seasons without a trophy uh, do you think it's all going to happen this time around? Well it's listen, they've made a good start um, you don't certainly win a title in the first few games of the season so everybody will be wanting to be involved in the business end come May that's the most important time um, you need to be in it to win it as they say um, they'll push it. Rangers need to be in it to win everything. That's the way the club demands. It's, it's what the the history demands. If you if you want to play for Rangers, you need to be wanting you need to be wanting to strive to win trophies every season. So the manager will be the same this year. They'll want to be in the business end and, and, and right up the top of the league, challenging Celtic. It's obviously a huge um, title in, in the history of Scottish football. So um, no under no illusions, the manager will know how big a, how big a title this one is. Kevin, it's brilliant to hear you. What about tonight? Are you going to watch Barcelona against Bayern? I'm actually sitting at an East Main's car park. Just dropped my wee man off at hips training and obviously with the, the implications of, of yeah. the young lad starting back at three. So um, this call was actually killed a wee bit in my, my tour. I was sitting wait for a 10-year-old. Oh, I'm glad we could help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're asking tonight, Messi or Lewandowski, who would you go? Who, who, who do you think has been the player of the year? Lewandowski is the man, isn't he? He's, 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 uh, fire. He's, he's goal, his goal ratio is unbelievable. Um, 
I never ever got the luxury to play against him. Um, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan, and he's. I don't know why he's obviously not quite as attractive as the. I didn't mean look wise attractive. <laughs> I just I just mean overall package as uh, was obviously the big two. But he plays obviously in a really successful team and a, and a team that, that that dominates this league. But his uh, his goal ratio international level as well is is, is unbelievable. He's a a serious serious player. I remember when he played against Scotland, he just he looked like a different player compared to everybody else. He's a uh, He's an exceptional talent, um, and I'm pretty sure if, if if he's on song, they won't be far away. Do you fancy them to win the Champions League, Bayern? I think they'll go. I think I think they'll go close. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, what's say again? Uh, just because I heard you talking about he knows it's you <laughs> <laughs> biting people on the backside. It reminded me of your big backside, and I'm just wondering: do you still do you join, <laughs> do you join in training with the boys? I actually joined inside on Wednesday for the first time in a long, long time. Just obviously we're social distancing again, so it suits me because. You know what I'm like when I get angry, I'd end up going and laying one on someone. So That was my next question. Getting, have you smashed any of <laughs> I'd end up getting banned for the club if I was smashing other players. Um, but uh, we just had a technical session. You obviously know I love my technique, don't you? So um, it was we Brian Gilmore's session. So we that, were, session we were been, that session wouldn't have been for me, mate. <laughs> mate, listen, you always do your service. service. When, when we were over in Budapest, and, and Paul Hartley had us in the same team maybe they could get the ball off us and then all of a sudden we started the season and you were on the bench correct mate yeah. madness 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 mate Don't Mad, know what but we, did four, we did win 4-0 at Kelly so we maybe, maybe got one thing later uh-huh. and last question mate your old team I know you've got a soft spot for them as well Hibs flying just now can they finish third well uh, the, the expectation sorry at a club like Hibs is they, they want to be a top 6 team they want to be obviously pushing towards getting in Europe so um, the, the spotlight was on Jack Ross wasn't it really with, with players moving on and um, the pressure they're obviously trying to keep Martin Boyle I think he's a massive asset for the club so it'll be interesting with the, the prolonged window that we're obviously going through at the moment if they can keep a hold on him or somebody's maybe going to come in with a cheeky bid I suppose the High Bees fans and Jack Ross will be delighted that he's got off to a flyer but it certainly makes it a wee bit more uncomfortable to try and keep a hold of him um, but the accusations he's made to the team I think the boy Govich is, is some, something that Hibs have missed that mm-hmm. physicality in the middle of the pitch I know they had Marvin Bartley who's done a great job for them but um, someone to compliment boys like Stevie Mallon, Scott Allen, etc. I know they've not been playing, but uh, I've got no doubt Scott Allen will force his way back into the team. Um, and, and people like Gogic will give boys like Scott a good platform to go and play. So um, I think they'll they'll be there thereabouts. I, that's for sure. I don't think Aberdeen will scare the High Bees. Um, obviously, no Jambos this year. So I think between the High Bees, Motherwell, and Aberdeen, it'll fight out third position. And are you going to hear a glass of red tonight when you get in? I'm actually no sorry, I'm actually going um I'm 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 trying to keep that as soon as you're complimenting my backside on live on radio, I'm trying to keep I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep the calories off it. So uh a glass of red wine and the cheese board just doesn't quite go well. <laughs> you're looking great, mate. And Ke- Kevin, fin- final point is we hope we're talking about the football and not all the COVID implications and uh, quarantine breaches because it's great to get football back two weeks ago. So obviously stopped for Aberdeen and for Celtic. But we hope the season can continue and there are no more infringements. I know it's tough for players, but we hope that everyone sees sense and the season goes on. Yeah, it's, listen, Doc Waller's done an unbelievable job. Um, the, the guidelines, the, the the stuff that we've we've been implemented with our club. Listen, it's not like oh you don't know doing it and we're doing it as such. It's not about bragging rights. It's just about making sure the safety for for everybody involved in Scottish football. We all love Scottish football. That's why we like talking about it and we're all employed to to give our opinion on it as such. So um, I'm a big big fan of Scottish football and and obviously the safety of everyone. So so let's hope we can stick to the guidelines. We can stick to the rules and and we can hopefully get back to some sort of normality soon. 
Top man. Kevin, thanks very much for joining us. Cheers, Tom. Pleasure, Kev. Cheers. 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 Yeah. Kevin Thompson live on the Go Radio Football Show. I love the fact that, you know, he's there at Rangers. He's come on, he's speaking. Um, he's in employment there, doing a, a you know great job. But he says, no, I want to be a manager one day. Because often people say, oh, well, yeah. I don't want to. I love the fact that he's straightforward. Yeah, I want to be a manager in my own right. Oh, you'll back himself, Tom, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I like that as well about him. You know, he would never come on here and say, oh, no, I'm happy at Rangers. He believes in himself. He did as a player. Um, and I'm sure he will as a manager. I just cannot wait to get that kit man job. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Motorboy. Motorboy, exactly. <laughs> Has he been up to see you play at Peterhead at all? We'll, we'll find out after the break. We're going to take a call. <laughs> Rangers fan is on just after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Ali Defoy, Rob McLean, and Cy Ferry. You can call them now 0808 700. 17, 17, 700. Ali couldn't say it better myself. What have you got this weekend, <laughs> Ali? What are the fixtures? So tonight, 8pm, Barca are playing Bayern Munich. Um, postponed tomorrow, Celtic versus Aberdeen. Hamilton are playing St Mirren at 3pm, Kilmarnock, St Johnston and Ross County, Dundee United, all 3pm kickoffs. 5.30 later kickoff tomorrow is Hibs versus Motherwell. That's going to be on Sky, along with Sunday's game, Livingston, later time of 4.30, playing Rangers, and that's Sky. That's going to be at home to Livy. Rangers fan on the line now, Paul from Hamilton. Paul, good evening. Hello, How Paul. Hi, we're good, thanks. Hey. How are you? Paul, are you, mate? Yeah, all good, aye. Uh, congratulations for putting a better show than others. Well, listen, Glasgow in the West loves its football, so we're on from five and we're really glad you're enjoying it. Thanks, Paul. Tell your friends the Go Radio football show every night. So, Paul, you're a Rangers fan. Well, Kevin Thompson was brilliant there, wasn't he? He was. He was. He's a good lesson. He's a good lesson, Kevin. Good guy as well. Yep, he's a good player. So, what's your point for Sai and Rob and Ali? It's just that the, the whole fact to obviously Sky have put all this money in the Scottish football this year um, and the game has been cancelled like like they have been. Could Sky not just do your breach contract and just pull the money? That's my worry. Mm. Well, we hope not. Yeah, that's my worry. So. I think that's a question for Rob. Big <laughs> 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 new contract this year. It was great to see it happen. And then, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, there was that desperation, wasn't there, to get started yeah. on the 1st of August and get some money out of the Sky deal. Uh, and, and your point is absolutely spot on because if we start dropping games all over the shop, then Sky ain't going to be paying the second instalment very readily, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and Scottish football needs all the money it can get. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I, 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 I think obviously the whole firm would be fine because they could like steam their own games kind of thing but the rest of the league needs the money from Sky and if Sky start doing well you're not fulfilling your, your commitments obviously yep. again mm -hmm. although you, you, would, you would hope that Sky would be supportive in all of this as well I mean the, the, there's obviously the danger um going down the line depending on how many games we lose hopefully the ones we have lost are the only ones but uh, you would hope as well that, that Sky uh, it's, a, it's a partnership arrangement with Scottish football and they see the benefit of, of supporting the game financially so that it, be, it becomes a better product for them and, and for everybody Sai. Yeah definitely we need Sky don't we I mean it's massive sure. BT was great last year but they didn't want to pay the money that Sky were willing to pay so Sky have been great mm -hmm. for Scottish football we need to give them something back But so will Sky get the rearranged games though? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. In yeah. fact, so hopefully it's just yeah. postponed and not cancelled. Yeah. Well, one of them's next week, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thursday, uh, St. Johnson against Aberdeen, um, and I guess I mean there've been all these crazy rules in the past about television. How you you know you can't show uh, so many of uh, Rangers and Celtic at home. You can't show three o'clock Saturday kickoffs. I think personally, you should just drive a bus through all these rules at yeah. the moment because I think the more you can get on the television, the, the more Scottish football is showcased, the better. It's yeah, about right. it's about lifting the profile because uh, we haven't had yeah. it for four or five months. Exactly yeah. what I said. You need to sell the game better. Yeah. Get, show Celtic and Rangers at home. That's what people around the world want to see. Yeah. Why would you know, Paul? To- totally, sir. I totally agree with you. Uh, Scottish football is underrated, in my opinion, mm. uh, and we do we do undersell it in this in this country. Um, not just not just at uh, club level, but also at a national level, and I do think more is needed to promote it. Yeah. Paul, could you believe that Rangers would start the season the way they have? Oh, it's been it's been tremendous. We start twenty was it a twenty five year uh, like yep. that's the best of best, start, best record. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Who stands who stands out for you this year so far? I mean, I know we're in week three coming up, but uh, Aribo's been great. Morales has come back alive after, you know, a poor start. Joe, yeah. Jory, Jory has been tremendous, I think, pre-season, and he's obviously taken out of the league. Uh, obviously, Barisic. He shows his worth, doesn't think, he? You'd hate I think, to lose I think, him. I think, I think, I think Barisic just... Barisic is the type of guy that just kind of... He kind of sits back, but he's... He's just a good player. Mm. He just when he, ste- he steps up when he needs to kind of thing. You can rely on him, that, count on him. That's a great thing. It's a blow that Liam Balogan is injured, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how long he's going to be out for uh, Edmondson or or Helander. I think we'll come back in for the Livingston game, Paul. But uh, it's it's a shame because you'd like him uh, Balogan to a run of games because he he's he just stepped into it and looked really strong immediately, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He's been great, but the, the great thing for obviously Steve Gerrard is he's, he's got a, he's got a, a good choice of picks here. Like George Edmondson is, do you know George? Oh, I like big George Edmondson. He's a great player. He ended last season well, didn't yeah. he? Mm. Aye, yeah, he's a wardrobe, he's a wardrobe yeah. on legs, but yeah. Edmondson, isn't he? Some size of shoulders on him. But the big thing Aye. for me with Rebo is he's added. This is a sign of good coaching for me. Because see, last year I didn't see a Rebo tackle once, and see now when he loses the ball, he gets the ball back quick straight yeah, away. Yeah. And I think that's something that's came from Michael Beale and Stephen Gerrard. They've probably looked at his game last year and said, right, on the ball, decent, good enough, but you need to work hard on getting the ball back. And I've seen that, a big difference in him that way. He actually reminds me of Ryan Christie a bit in his mm-hmm. second year at Celtic. Mm-hmm. You know, the first year was okay, but then went away to Aberdeen, bulked up, came back, worked a lot harder, and uh, and he's seen the benefits. Of it. Thanks very much, Paul, for calling. For big, yeah, see for a big guy, yeah. great feet. Yeah, he's feeling good. Yeah, very nimble. Paul, thank thank you. you. Cheers, Paul. Thanks. Thanks. Cheers. Next up, yep, another Rangers fan who has dialed 0808 17 17 700. Uh, We're going on to Paisley now, and it's George. George, good evening. Uh, Hi there. Hi, George. Hi, George. George. How you doing, George? Hi, guys. No bad, thanks. No bad. Good. So what are you you thinking tonight? Uh, No, I'm just curious to see what the the kind of thoughts were um, on kind of Gerard's comments the other night after the Rangers game Mm. that kind of after 3-0 the side kind of didn't perform to the level he wants just curious if we maybe think if Rangers can can maintain that level of performance for 90 minutes are they going to be giving some teams a bit of a doing this season I think you've got to know your players haven't you if you're going to launch into them when you've won 3-0 but um, I think they probably were all on the same page on the back of that game and that they they got 3-0 up and they 
just lost it a little bit and Steven Gerrard doesn't want to be switching off in, in any games he wasn't concerned the points were in the bag in that game against St Johnston but he's looking ahead to other games and the attitude sign needs to be spot on I think he worries about what happened last year after Christmas doesn't he and he's determined that that's not going to happen again so I think it, any, any opportunity he can get he will keep the players on their toes I don't know if it works you know he done it quite a lot last year and I think it affected the players um, and I've said before I think it really helps Rangers without a crowd you know, it's alright getting criticised for your manager and then there's no fans in the next game. But see, when you've been criticised for your manager, and I, I know because I used to get it all the time, De Cano used to criticise me all the time in the press. <laughs> De Cano but see, did, did but it, see yeah. the next game when there's a crowd there, it does bring a certain level of nervousness to you. Yeah. Because he has slaughtered in the press the week mm-hmm. before, you then think, first bad pass, the crowd get on and you're thinking, dearie me, this is going to be me again after this game. So, I think it's a tough one. You know, I think with top players you can do it, but there's certain ones that can't really handle it. So, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. What do you think? Do you like it? Do you like the way he does it? Ah, yeah, I, th- I think it's kind of good to obviously call out that if you think something's no right, to try and get it fixed, obviously. Um, but I think that some of the players are maybe a wee bit late coming back for pre-season. Like guys like Hadji, you're hearing that he's not really turned up and things like that. But, you know, he's putting in a shift. Yeah. But he's maybe just lacking like that wee bit of, you know, I don't know, the wee bit of quality that we kind of seen towards the end of last season from him. So I think maybe when, when Rangers do get it right, they could be beating teams, you know, maybe four, five, six now. Maybe teams that open up a bit more than St Johnston or St Mirren would, um, to be fair. And George, do you think Morales is here to stay now? Um, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm more hopeful than, than thinking that he will be. Um, only time will tell, obviously. But I think if he stays with the firepower that's been added, you know, it could be a, it could be a reality actually winning the league this year. Because um, if one guy was not firing last year, we kind of we kind of lost it. But if there's you know if there's three, four, five guys that can come in and do that job, then you've got a better chance, I think, in the, the back end of the season. Stephen Gerrard definitely demanding a high standard. It reminded me a wee bit of the way you know great managers would do, like Alec Ferguson. Aberdeen would win. They won the cup final role one year. That was a and famous then one, wasn't of it? course, and yeah. he slaughtered the players. I think that was immediately after Gothenburg. They'd won the European Cup Winners' Cup in the midweek. Uh, you did I, the match I, live. I, I was there. I was there. <laughs> you were a commentator. Uh, I remember. I, I was yeah. your thirtieth birthday that day? Was uh, it not? No, I was. I was twelve. I was. I was in. I was in school uniform. But that's another story. Um, another, another, and then at the weekend, Aberdeen won the Scottish Cup. Won against Rangers, wasn't it? it I was, think. Yeah. 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 And Alec yeah. Ferguson went through the roof because they they had a night. I think the night at the old course hotel in the. Andrews booked, arranged and uh, well from the end of the match onwards into the function later on that night he just went through the players and said that wasn't good enough they'd, they'd won the European Cup then they'd won the Scottish mm. Cup four days later and he still wasn't happy mm. and you're right Paul You know that that's that's the same sort of message that's coming from Steven Gerrard yes we've got three goals and three points but I want better and I want, I want you to maintain it for the 90 minutes and Neil Lennon the track record there is superb Si would he give the players some stick? publicly as well occasionally That's, I'm surprised because obviously last week with Julian you know I think Neil Lennon five years ago would have came out and criticised Julian Yeah, but I think he's changed he was he, measured he, wasn't he, he says I'm yeah. not going to throw anyone under the bus it's, yeah. a, it's a team effort and I was really surprised with that um, I think obviously going away and managing at teams like Hibs and Bolton down south that he's probably matured more as a, as a person but Stephen Gerrard came straight for a top team in Liverpool where he was putting demands on the top players I don't know whether it's yet to be seen whether these Rangers players can can um, can deal with their demands. George, will you go the distance this year, your team? Again, more hopeful than than predictive, but I, I think I think we can. Um, I think we've kind of showed up at the back a wee bit, added the pace of a Logan, and obviously we seem to have it a bit going forward. So if it all kind of clicks, I think we'll be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. 
And Barry Ferguson said the other night that he thought that Morelos would stay. And at that point, it was still the talk had been about Lille, but that's obviously gone cold. Uh, and, and nothing beats competition. I mean, I think that's the difference yeah. just now. Suddenly, and you're looking to see Roof coming in and Etan, um, and it, it's making a difference. Love, I, loving your pronunciation. Uh, I just follow you. <laughs> You've been practising, haven't It's you? the Rob McLean. I said to Ali, just follow whatever Rob says. <laughs> I, I, did, I did about seven versions of that one, I think, to be honest. Well, I loved it in the telly at the, the weekend. I had you at Belogan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Uh, George, thanks for having I see you're in Paisley, so St Mirren playing the Ackies. I should have asked Paul, the Rangers fan in Hamilton yesterday, it's Ackies against St Mirren what about Saints as well um, Jim Goodwin's got them well organised and uh, well and Tony Fitzpatrick said maybe top six what do you reckon yeah, I think it's possible like seeing them playing again against Rangers last week like, I just think they are quite organised they're quite disciplined defensively you know teams in the past would come to Ibrook score two or three down and then you know lose five six and seven whereas they just maintained their shape and didn't deviate for that so I think they know they know well enough what they're doing and I think you know, Jim Goodwin's doing an actual a really good job there. Yeah, great. Yeah, definitely. Ali, that's uh, music to your ears. Oh, yeah, a resident St Mirren fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, George, I, I like that. I think that's fair to say. And as you say, there was um, McPherson playing out of position on Sunday to Just try McPherson and played, didn't he? No. <laughs> <laughs> Experience in the midfield. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I'm going to yeah. stop now. Where, do you, George, think, like where do you think St Mirren could finish, Ali? Where do I think they could yeah. finish? Yeah. Realistically? Yeah. I'm with Fitzpatrick, top six. Wow, okay. Don't see yeah. why not. Okay. Could be done. The bar's now closed. <laughs> no, no, what? Listen. Come on. See, see at yeah. the end of the season, hey. you all turn around and be like, Ali, how did you guess that? Yeah, it's, it's very tidy. They've made some good signings, some experienced players. Exactly. And, Thank uh, you, Paul. All, all respect to St Mirren. And George, before you go from the Go Radio Football show tonight, Barca or Bayern, who are you going for? Who's going to win? Bayern Munich. Yeah. yeah, they're the form team, aren't they? Yeah. Football, so hopefully, hopefully Bayern can do it. And I'm asking Messi or Lewandowski, but everyone's saying Messi. Oh, no. <laughs> At the moment, yeah. there's no question. George, thanks very much. Tell your friends, family, everyone to call in. <laughs> I have been, believe me. I have, I have been. Been. Oh, thanks, George. Thanks, George. <laughs> okay, cheers. Hello, buddy. Love it. Thanks very much. Cheers, cheers George. George. Cheers. Thank you. Coming up to the next hour, we're going to have the Motherwell in Scotland fullback Stephen O'Donnell will be joining us. And Alan Stubbs will be joining us, so we'll get his view on so many things that are coming up. And there's a lot to talk about with Stubbsy. He was some competitor, and he also knows about uh, 10 in a row and what it's like to try and stop it. That's all coming up next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney here with Cy Ferry, Rob McLean, and Ali Defoy. Thanks, Nance, for the news. Back at seven. News in the last hour that Stephen Fletcher has joined Stoke City. It was news that you brought us last Friday night, Si, that he wasn't going to Celtic, and it came true. I see Barry Ferguson today in the record in his column. Barry will be back with you on Monday evening, but he's talking about uh, the bowling goalie situation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he said he's disgusted. Yeah. I need to apologise, actually. I've not listened to Go Radio all week. Do you know why? Why? Barry gave us that bottle of wine on Monday. <laughs> I went home, I wrapped it, pretended to her that I'd bought it, gave it. No! And it's rekindled the romance. Uh, uh, so, you, so, <laughs> so I've got Barry he, he has rekindled uh, the romance me and my wife and I'll never forgive him for it so you get classic FM or <laughs> no we've just been we've moment, just been cuddling it all week Paul so I've not yeah. had a chance to listen to <laughs> so, you, so you're looking for a second bottle then are you? <laughs> he's bringing you know he's bringing more bottles in isn't he? no I swear is he? I was actually you're just I swear now, aren't you? he whatsapped right. me yesterday I was actually that night I was drinking the bottle of wine and he was uh, whatsapping me the, the story
story of the UEFA Cup run Rangers yeah. now I don't know if it was the story or the wine that sent us to sleep straight away but what a sleep <laughs> I had <laughs> This is going to have a big impact on the Ferguson Vineyards isn't uh, it? Yeah. <laughs> You'll hear it all in the podcast which is moving up the charts Ali isn't it? Yes yeah. I know I'm super excited about that if you haven't already you can download it check us out on all our socials at GoFootballShow you'll find all the links are on there for you just now well, Did you ever think all the years ago that you'd be involved in podcasts and stuff like that Robin Paul? No, I, no. I, I can't tell you this weekend <laughs> I'm still more convinced <laughs> <laughs> Have you got that on your Instagram page, podcaster? What's an Instagram page? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on now in black and white, 0808 17 17 700. This time, uh, last night, Stephen O'Donnell was in the studio, the former commandment player and the Scotland fullback. And Rob, you were doing yeah. everything to find out where he was signing. Uh, and Stephen is on the line now. Stephen, good evening. Hello, everyone. How are we? Stephen, Hi, Stephen. Stephen O'Donnell, may you be forgiven <laughs> for... For gritted, te- gritted teeth for two hours and about 25 minutes later, it was all official. <laughs> Look, I, I've been on the phone so much last night, I'm normally not that rude, you know, you know. <laughs> I was just trying to organise the last minute details. <laughs> you could have told us, I, I even lent you my charger so you could keep the juice in your phone. <laughs> well, exactly, I was just in case it got pulled to the table, I, was, I needed to make sure I was aware. So you accepted <laughs> all our facilities and, and then you kept shtum. <laughs> what was that, sorry? You accepted all our facilities, our chargers, all the rest oh. of it. You were on your I'm phone. Not, you even broke the chair. Sorry, does I'm no one know that. that? I'm not as easy as that. Even my wife would tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's Motherwell. Uh, how pleased are you? You've got the deal done. No, I'm delighted. Look, um, the manager spoke to me at the end of last week. I'm kind of saying he had a few injuries and was looking to bring someone in short term. And, and I think it just fitted perfectly. Um, I think for the predicament we're in with coronavirus... I'm excited to get back playing and, and they've got the game tomorrow at Hibs. Uh, I'm not quite sure yet if I'll be involved, but uh, trained with the boys today and, and looks like the squad is, is is very good and that we shouldn't be where we are in the league. So I'm looking forward to hopefully being part of a team that to get us back up the league. How are you with the left peg? Uh, I'm not sure about the left peg. I don't know how good that is, but if, if I'm playing there tomorrow, I'll, I'll get tested with that. And if I'm playing it right then, I'm sure my right's uh, capable enough. <laughs> He's playing right. <laughs> He's playing right back. You can tell by his answer. No, I think you're wrong. Because I honestly don't know size, so I can't really give you, give you much more than Because there was a bit of speculation that Motherwell might be weak in that left-back area and you might have to fill in for a few games, potentially. No, no but I, I think that it's been well-documented injuries. So, as I said, I'm more than happy to play with the manager. manager um, wants me to. He'd, he'd mentioned that early doors and when he was speaking to me that there might be um, a makeshift shift role for me um, in the short term. And as I said, I'd be more than happy to get wide. I've, I've missed, I've not played in about five months, so... If I'm playing tomorrow, I look forward to um, blowing up at 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you texted Stevie Clark to say, that's it, Gaffer, I'm back. I'm ready for the Israel game. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll wait to text him when I'm left out of the squad and say, Gaffer, I don't have good one. Look, I, 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 I'm sure he'll be away. I'm just, uh, as I said, looking forward to being back involved in the match day squad and, and um and then hopefully, if I'm involved, I have a, have a good performance. And what are the options, Stephen, beyond the initial deal? Um, I, th- I think it's just we'll, we'll play by ear, both parties. If, if, if I'm doing well, they want to keep me. I'm sure we can can rediscuss. And, and if I'm not doing well, they can bin me off and we don't need to worry about my salary. So it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's a no-brainer for them, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I fancy their chances. <laughs> I, I can't believe we were listening through those uh, those clips of Stephen Robinson chewing up the players uh, for what they hadn't done the oh, other night. And you, and you, 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 kept, you kept a straight face. 
Look, you don't wonder why he's a, he's a philosopher. Him. <laughs> What's a manager? <laughs> he knows a player as well, by the way. They want to be doing <laughs> I was tuned in last night at that point, and I heard when the Stephen Robinson clips, and it went through my mind. I thought, I wonder if he's going to go to Motherwell. I don't know why. I, I just wondered. Psychic. Yeah, that's... Uh, we're obviously talking about the Hibs match. One that'll be open. You know, we'll we'll try and get the ball down and play. Um, Hibs will probably be a different um, kettle of fish from what we've come up against so far. They won't sit back, and it might suit us a little bit better. Where you know we can use our pace on the counter as well. Where we're not having to try to force play every time. So they're a good side. They've started well, and they've got a lot of threat in the the wide areas. Tough match tomorrow. So much expected, but also of Motherwell this season with so many great players there. Stephen, good to be part of it. No, definitely. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it and I can't wait to, to get involved. As I said, even just in training today, um, you see the quality that's in, in show and also the young talent as well. Um, the midfield three, I think, is all, all Scottish and, and all very young players. So uh, I'm excited to get involved with that. Hopefully, I'll be able to mould legs, I'll be able to draw in some of the uh, useful exhibits, if that's the right phrase. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, I guess you're, you're very grateful as well, Stephen, to the, to the facilities at, at Hamilton because you're training with them, weren't you? No, definitely, definitely. I look at. Uh, I trained there for a good few weeks. I'd been in this morning just this before I went over to Mullow to say thanks and hopefully they get battered next week against Mullow. Oh, so uh, yeah. it, was, uh, it was good for them. I texted, I spoke to a couple of people that I'd need to speak to as well. It was, they'd, they'd done me a massive favour and I really appreciated it. And I think I'd said that to you last night as well. Yeah. So, mm. so I, I might have, I might have given you a wee scoop, I might have made them some Empire Biscuits, I might have done that. Mm. But uh, just because I'd made a deal with a couple of the boys. You better send us something as well. I love yeah. Is I'll, it, I'll need to be a regular like Cy before you get some of them. Is it true that you had Stephen Robinson in your boot while you were in you? In the car park? What was that? Is, was he in your boot in the car park? <laughs> <laughs> so you're playing the Hibs uh, tomorrow You've been out for a while No played for a while it's going, You need to get a be- early bed tonight mate Martin Boyle or Horgan you're up against It's a tough start for you isn't it? Look at As I said if I'm involved si, You can keep trying <laughs> uh, I think it's better that I don't know I'm involved Because if I knew I was involved I don't think I'd be sleeping right? <laughs> uh, Look I think the Hibs have got quality in the wide areas As do we But um certainly with uh, Hogan and Boyle and Doig as well I think he's uh, in the game I done another night United um, Doig played very well so it'll be, uh, it'll be a good challenge if I'm involved and in, 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 uh, I'll hopefully cherish and Did you come through with Tony Watt and Big Deck Glenn Gallagher at Celtic? Or uh, after I, don't, you? Don't, I wouldn't remind me either of those to be fair they're both cannons in their own right Decky was a year above and Tony was a year above so, so there's a few faces in Foxy I'm sure you know Foxy well so um, I'm, I'm good pals with Foxy so it's good to, to see him as well so it's just that football's it's a, it's a small world at times and it's good to bump into some familiar faces Last question mate what happened to the I know you, you were on here talking about the English Championship um, was there an option there or, or did that go away? Nah the, the, the English Championship was never it was if the option came from there I'd have I'd, I'd, I'd been interested in trying to go down they were trying to the teams that were interested were, were saying time 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 Oh, like we're, we're just not even back yet. All oh, this kind of nonsense. It was like, no. I was like, do you know what? Enough's enough. I, I was happy with what I'd spoke to the manager and, and happy just to get it done. Um, there's only so long you can wait, Si. Um, yeah. Sometimes. I'm still waiting, mate. It's been five months I've not played. And, and as I say, whenever the manager offered me that, it was a, it was a, a no brainer to get it done as quickly as possible and, and to hopefully be involved in some capacity tomorrow. Stephen O'Donnell, listen, thanks for joining us the last couple of weeks and we wish you all the best at Motherwell.
No, thank you very much. Take care, okay? Hopefully Thanks see you soon. Tom Thanks, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen, Stephen O'Donnell, who joined us last night and signed literally on the way in the door for Motherwell. We've got a Celtic fan on the line now. We're going to Airdrie and Neil is there. Neil, good evening. Hi, guys. You all right? Hi, Hi, Neil. Good Thanks, evening. Neil. All right, mate. Alright, Sai, I've got a question for you, mate. Go for a lot of Lincoln speculation. A lot of Lincoln speculation with Shane Duffy to Celtic. You see that happening, mate? I've heard that Shane Duffy is a possibility. I think I think he has spoke to Celtic, and it, for me, it's exactly the the type of centre half that, that Celtic need. No great on the ball. Be honest, uh, Shane Duffy. You'd probably tell him that yourself. But aggressive, big, strong, wants to defend, mate. And I think that's exactly the type that Julian and Ayer need next to them. And uh, having played against him as well, mate, he's a winner. You know, he's a real talker on the pitch and um, you can never have enough of them. Especially next to Julian and um, Ayer. I think it's it's a position that Celtic desperately need to get someone in. I think Duffy would be perfect for them. I don't know what you think. Uh, 100% Si. I mean, when you watch Ayer and Julian, they're more suited to a European game, Italian, Spanish type of football. When yeah. they can got the time to step out and play the ball out for the back, stuff like that. But in Scotland, you'll know yourself, you didn't get a minute. You need somebody that just wants to defend first and get rid of the ball and that's it. Do you know what I mean? Especially a player like Kabamba that just drag Julian about like an empty crisp packet yeah. against like Kilmarnock and stuff like that and Dykes as well I think Shane Duffy would have a field day with Dykes so he would in the middle of a back Celtic need to go back to a back three anyway yeah I agree there's no reason why, why they don't need to play a back three in the SPL especially with a jetty coming in as well it's a no-brainer you plunk Shane Duffy right in the middle of the day two and he commands it for them I think you should be sitting with Armie I'm, you're spot on Um like, the, like with Kabamba, mate, you just say to Shane Duffy, listen, go and you mark Kabamba and let the other two go and play. So it would be an absolute no. I mean, he played every week in the Premier League last year, so I know he's a big Celtic fan, so again, you can never have enough of them about the club. Do, do you think, Neil, that was, a, that was an eye-opener for Neil Lennon, the, the, the Kilmarnock game, or do, you, or do you think he was going down the road of getting in a defender who just defends? Nah, I mean, I think Julian had a couple of iffy moments last season against Levy and stuff like that and I think Neil probably gave him the benefit of the doubt saying you know what it's first season getting settled in and stuff like that but now this is happening a year down the line he, he must be thinking to himself surely now that this needs to be rectified and as I said Celtic fans do when you speak to them and that we don't want a, a baller a defender we want somebody who wants to come in and just whenever he does yeah I'm very like very happy like to be that. here um... Was that you? Did you put a French accent on there, mate? That was some accent you done there. What was that? Adrianian spoke French. That, that, was, that was your man at the other end of the pitch, wasn't it? Albion Ayeti. He sounds as if uh, he's pretty positive about what he can contribute, Neil, uh, in attack alongside Odson Edouard and, of course, Lee Griffiths, hopefully, on the way back. Well, 100%. I mean, Griff gets his sell back to 100%. He's probably, the one of the most nat- he's probably is the most natural finisher in the SPL. Do you know what I mean? Like, great news for Selly, great news for Scotland, but it's better have it. Ah, yeah, yeah, I think, I think he'll bring more to the game than Kamala. Well, I mean, Kamala's clicked, but he's still raw. Yeah, he's got a bit more games than that under his belt. He's played at a better level. And I don't know, obviously we just need to wait to see how Lenny shapes up with him, but I don't know. Do you think he'll fling him right in with him, Sire? Or do you think he'll go back to the 4 2 3 1 just to start off with in the Champions League game? I would fully expect. Neil Lennon will play two up front for now on in. I think Bitten will play as a third centre half for me. I think Julian will go to the one in the centre and I think Bitten will come in at right centre back and I think he'll go two up. Even when I was a young guy at Celtic, mate, Lenny always loved playing two up front. If you think Hooper, Stokes, Samaras, it was always two up front. It's the way he likes to play. I know that John Kennedy probably prefers the the four two three one to dominate possession, but knowing Neil Lennon, he's big on two up front, mate. So I'd be very surprised if, if from here on in you didn't sign somebody for five million quid and and not start him. So I would fully expect Edward and Jetty to be playing up front. 
Yeah, hundred percent. So the only thing that happens there, those situations, what happens? What does he do? Does he play, keep playing Greg Taylor? Is that wing back role and move El Yunusi inside, or does he put El Yunusi out there? Do you know what I mean? That's the problem that Celtic fans have said, isn't it? El Yunusi misses out. But for me, mate, El Yunusi is not doing enough. You know, I watched a Kilmarnock game, and for, for me, one of the poorest players on the pitch. Um, it's all very well in, ho- in having El Yunusi, but he needs to, he needs to perform. Um, James Forrest, I think, would play the right wing back, and I wouldn't be surprised if we Fringpong went and go and played uh, on the left wing back because I know they're all big fans of Frimpong, um and you need to get him in the team as well. So I think it would be between uh, Frimpong and Taylor, mate, if I'm honest. Yeah, uh, 100% I agree with you, sir. I mean, uh, watching that Kilmarnock game, and that was a few Celtic players saying it, a few Celtic fans were saying El Yunusi had, had a good game, and I thought El Yunusi had for the full game, so he did, you didn't see him on that wing at all. He wasn't attacking, he wasn't doing anything. Greg Taylor was doing more over that than he was, do you know what I mean? Mm. I, think El- like that, I don't think it's that sort of surface for dribblers especially so give, give him the benefit of the doubt I don't think it's a great surface for, for wide players to take people on but no I get what you're saying Aye 100% Right guys thanks very much for your time having me on oh, and, oh, Thanks yeah, Neil pleasure. Anytime And you know who jumped right. in there a moment ago? Here it is Was it Joey Barton? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Celtic fans If you're wondering how you pronounce my name it's Albion Aeti so there we are. Let me know that. You'll hate me, won't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're a mock man already. Uh, thanks, Neil, for that call. Um, tomorrow, uh, we've got the matches that we mentioned. Then Sunday is Livingston against Rangers. It's just such a shame, Rob, that um, we're losing Celtic Aberdeen tomorrow. That should have been you know, the match of the day. Uh, it's always a great tie. Uh, normally, there'd be, what, 55,000 yeah. there? Clearly, we've got no fans anyway. No. And now, no match. No, a real disruption, isn't it? And um, it's certainly, uh, leave, it's going to leave Celtic playing catch-up um, Rangers looking to continue what they're doing and put, put as much of a gap as possible and I, I know Kevin Thompson was saying well you know Celtic it's not like they don't have the games they've still got the games in hand but they've spilled a couple of points already at Rugby Park and, and it just puts it can just sow a little seed of doubt in your mind if you've if you've got a big deficit to overcome this early in the season of course, and they've never been in this position. You know, when was the last time these, this group of players was eight or eleven points uh, behind a team? Um, but on the other side, I've, I've spoken about it before. Knowing the players, they're so they're so focused, you know, and um, they're massive on taking each game at a time. So I don't even think they would be looking at three and four games. I think they'll just take each game as it comes. And uh, you can't argue with their record. You know, they've been serial winners for the past three or four years. This this group of players. So if anyone can claw it back, it's them. 0808 17 17 700 that's the number to call Ian's on from Cope Bridge he's got a great point about uh, somebody who caught her eye the other night uh, over to you Ian good evening how you doing lads alright yeah I'm good hi, thanks hi, yeah so somebody hi, caught hi, your eye Forrest the other evening I thought it was me he was going to say <laughs> Alan Forrest <laughs> yeah so I'm a big fan of size uh, open goal and, uh, huh? I was is that your fire alarm yeah uh, I was just shutting up. No, that was the, that was the, tr- the, the <laughs> lie detector going off. He said he liked it and go. Ah, yeah. Uh, no, it was just uh, a question for Sly. Um, I was on the I was listening to the podcast last week, and, and you made a point to Slaney about um, we are in Forest and you starting after living that. And I was just thinking, like, do you think Levy fans are maybe expecting a little too much too early for him? Because I know, obviously, Jamesy, he uh, he really peaked. He went all his three threes, and he's using that, and he's peaked obviously a wee bit later. And he's still took clear, but. I think Alan moving to Livy's causes brothers James they're maybe expecting a wee bit too much for him or what do you think? I don't think so mate I think he's done his apprenticeship you know I don't think he's coming from he's coming from air good level and I've played the air you know the fans there are hard to please they demand um, they demand success at air so I think uh, he's played under a good manager and Ian McCall as well who again demands demands the best so I think he'll, I think the SPL will suit him better you know 
Having played in the championship, mate, and watched it, it's a hundred mile an hour. Not a lot of time on the ball. I think he'll get a lot more time on the ball. I think he'll get a lot more chances to dribble at people. Um, and he's very similar to James. Uh, and I think I know that he, he scores a lot of goals. Um, I think he's going to be he'll be Livy's main player this year. And I don't think it'll bother him. I, I just wonder if you do have a point there that it might take him a little while. But he's got his first goal. I think that could be that could be a real yeah. encouragement for him. Uh, and it's funny when you mentioned James Forrest's injuries because. I'd almost forgotten that he had that long run. He had that incredible uh, run of of games that he missed. And how many has he missed in the last two, three seasons? And and the goals for Celtic, for Scotland as well. It's it's incredible, isn't it? Aye, 100%. But again, I think it was James he broke into the team in 2010. And he obviously had a a lot of... uh, Fighting for his place and that he had a lot of... uh, and I competitors competitors in that position in that but I'm just thinking obviously when I personally thought that Jimmy James obviously peaked quite late in his career but I'm thinking yeah. with, with Aaron he's what's he now maybe 23 or so 20, he is 23 good age yeah. Yeah. Aye, so I think when, when Jamie was 23 obviously it's a Celtic we're talking about we're comparing with Levy but I'm just mm-hmm. thinking Levy's a fantastic move for him but I'm yeah. just thinking obviously it's his first time he's uh, he's in the SPFL and that and just thinking they might be looking at him and comparing him with James, who's obviously the, one of the best wingers in Scotland. But I'm just thinking that, again, Ayr, great team. Moving to Livy's a fantastic move, but I just think that maybe the Livy fans are maybe looking at him too much, maybe. Yeah, but what a great what a great asset to have, you know, a brother for advice. Aye. My brother was absolutely <laughs> hopeless, mate, and that's why I'm sitting here. Is that Brotty? Brotty Ferry, exactly. <laughs> but no, I, I think Alan, again, Alan Forrest, another one, and I, and I said that about uh, Ross Stewart, I think it was. I think he can go, uh, sorry, Kevin, this bit was. I think Alan Forrest could go again. I think he can get another, yeah. you know, I think he could go and play for an Aberdeen or a, or a Hibs or a, a bigger club than Livingston, so. Uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing him this year, definitely. Uh, aye, definitely. It's good to have the two Forest stars in the, in the SPF. So are you a Levy yeah. fan? Are you a Levy fan? <laughs> no, I said to the boy before I came through, I wasn't uh, about arm, I? <laughs> oh, you're a Levy fan, right? <laughs> <laughs> How jinkies will do this year? Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's like the Hamilton effect. The only way it rakes is half, and then all of a sudden we, we take the points off the big teams and that, and mm. it's a hard place to go, but... Again, I think we're just kind of hiding, we're disguising ourselves behind the, the kind of the big drops like Hamilton and that, so. Okay. But maybe, maybe fighting the top six, so we'll just fighting for the top six, maybe. That's okay. Ian from Coat Bridge, the Livingston fan. Coming up next, Alan Stubbs <laughs> will be with us shortly. Thanks, Ian. And <laughs> Cy Ferry, we're going to ask Cy about uh, some big nights that you've had. Right, okay. That's coming next. <laughs> The Bull Radio Football Show. What's coming up this weekend? Ali Defoy, a full card, apart, of course, from Celtic against Aberdeen because of the infringements. More about that in a second. Still a good couple of cards on Saturday and Sunday. Absolutely. Kickoffs for 3 pm. Hamilton are playing St Mirren. Kilmarnock, um, St Johnson are heading off to Rugby Park and heading to Dingwall for their match against Ross County is Dundee United. Big game on Saturday, 5 30 kickoff is at Easter Road. Hibs are playing Motherwell. And then on Sunday, the big game there on Sky 4.30 kickoff Livingston against Rangers and all talk about the pitch side you know whether or not but you know if you're going to have to do it if you're going to win the league then you have to win in these pitches that's what it's about isn't it yeah. I think obviously everyone said it's a big miss Balligan I'd like to have seen how he coped with, with London Dykes in that physical battle but um, 
I thought Hellander done well when he came in in the European game, uh, and I'd fully expect him to play. So uh, last year Rangers coped well against Livingston, and I remember one of the games towards the end of the season there was a few worries for them, but they went there and won comfortably. So I think Rangers will be all right. It's not the same Livingston as last year. London Knights will be well fired up, won't he? Because yeah. uh, you know some some have doubted his ability to take that step up to to another level, so he can show it uh, at close quarters against Rangers Sunday. Andy was choking for a move to Rangers when he even died. Yeah. He said blue, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he was desperate to go there, wasn't he? Well, you, you did have a range of colours just. In case it was somebody else he was moving to. <laughs> <laughs> well, the former Celtic star, former Hibs St Mirren manager, will be joining us, Alan Stubbs, and he knows all about uh, stopping a ten in a row attempt, and he's got so much to talk about with us. So Alan Stubbs will be with us in a few minutes. But Rob, sadly, the, we heard it in the news there again, headlines yeah. with uh, the, the the nine eight at Aberdeen and Bolingoli yeah. in trouble, and the clubs as well. There's going to be sanctions from. SPFL and DSFA. Yeah, the repercussions, Paul, keep on coming. The SPFL has begun disciplinary action against both Aberdeen and Celtic for those breaches of protocol. Um, Celtic defender Bully Bull and Goalie plus the Aberdeen 8 uh, who broke lockdown rules have also been charged uh, but by the Scottish FA. So both the governing bodies are involved in this, uh, those charges for bringing the game into disrepute and failing to comply with the laws. Now the players' potential punishments range from a two-game ban to eight games so there could be some hefty punishments on the way potentially a hearing date's been set for the 28th of August in the meantime uh, Aberdeen have uh, severely reprimanded and fined heavily they say the eight players of their club involved following an internal investigation and the good news out of that is that the money from those fines will be given to Grampian NHS I wonder what the punishment is going to be though for the clubs it's difficult I think it was Stephen Robinson I heard talking about it earlier today on the Go Radio News and he was saying that look we look after the players we put in all the protocols but we can't be responsible for players when they're you know not at the club it's well, very difficult yeah that's absolutely right isn't it I mean you you know unless you lock them up in the, the training ground you have to you have to rely on some individual player responsibility but uh it seems to be a tall order. It's hard. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, why, I don't know why I'm looking at you when I'm talking about player responsibility. This will seamlessly take us to the next section. Yeah. But it is. I mean, I think everyone thinks it's such a tough time. Yeah. They were absolutely wrong. I think it's great Aberdeen have found the players and that's going to a great cause. Yeah. Uh, Bollingoli probably won't play again at Celtic. There will be some punishment there. But should the clubs be fined? And I think a lot of people are saying, you know, they've done things in the past with you, Sai, some, yeah. uh, some nights out? Mine was now, obviously, during a pandemic, no, but it was just sure. as bad. We were, uh, so we were coming towards the end of the season yeah. and Decanio's mother passed away. Mm. It was just natural causes. So yeah. he was going back to Italy on a Thursday to see her, well, not see her, but going back to make sure, sure everything was all right. So you were at Swindon? I was at Swindon. Yeah. Towards the end of the season, he, came, he was coming back on the Saturday. I think mm. we had about six games to go. So we went on the, he comes back on the Saturday. We win the game, which means that if we win against Aldershot on Tuesday, we're promoted. So after the game, he, he comes in, he says, lads, you used to be Chihuahuas, you're nearly now Rottweilers. One more game and you're Rottweilers, because he used to call us Chihuahuas at the start of the season when we were hopeless. So he says, um, only thing is, lads, I need to go back to Italy for my mother's funeral. Please, 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 lads, we're nearly there. Please do not go out tonight. And he made a point of saying, Simon, please, oh, no. please do not go out tonight. <laughs> now, the dressing room door hadn't even shut and I was at to the boys, where are we going tonight? It's Aldershot Tuesday, of course we'll beat them. We're going to be champions. Let's go. So I think it was only about six of them that agreed to come out with me. And I was like, you'll never know, he's away back to Italy. Nobody will tell him. He's not coming back to the game Tuesday, we'll be fine. My last memory that night is having my top off in a nightclub singing Championis. Um, <laughs> so, but we're getting to Sunday, Monday, and the assistant manager doesn't mention anything. So we're, I'm saying to the boys, oh, we've got away with this. Mustard, easy. 
He turns up on the Tuesday We meet at Swindon's ground Before travelling to Aldershot He gives a massive team talk A wee bit angry Two of us are out of the team One's me But the other four are in the team They're starting So the whole way at Aldershot We are saying to each other He doesn't know Because if he knows Use four wouldn't have been in the team And this is how sick he is He was playing with my mind the full time So he'd look back on the bus And he'd smile at you So we would be like um, He doesn't know He's, he's fine And then in the game He would turn and give you a dirty look And I was like Boys he knows he does know He was totally playing with us So then you had a joke With me on the bench We were getting beat 2-0 this time And he turned around And joked to me So I'm thinking to myself There's no way he knows here right? we're, we're fine um, And just This is how sick he is right? Just as I'm about to go on He whispers in my, I can't remember what it was But he whispers something In my ear That makes me know He knows So for the last 15 minutes We're getting beat 2-0 It ends up 3-0 But I'm just running about Telling everyone on the pitch He knows <laughs> not, not caring about the score we, I'm just saying to boys He, he knows we've been out by the way I've never seen 11 boys walk so slowly at a dressing room after a game. Yeah. But get in the dressing room, he absolutely volleys a metal skip. I didn't mean so the foot. I mean, if he hadn't, didn't have steel toe caps on, he's broke his toe. He then smashes a brick wall and his Rolex pops clean off. He comes up right in my face, right? And he's like that to me. Simon, do you like to dance? <laughs> this is the thing with the canoe, right? You, you were scared, but you also wanted to laugh. Like, I would love to have went... Well, to be fair, Gaffer, I'm a bit of a grinder when I'm out. I like how he dance. So he starts dancing, and you're trying not to laugh, and then he goes up to another guy, and he's like, do you like to drink the poison? Talking about alcohol, yeah. and the guy's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I like to drink the poison. So he starts pretending he's drunk. He's walking about the dressing room drunk, and we're all in, uh, terrified, but also trying to laugh. And then the last thing, which is the best thing ever, there was an iPad, iPod at the, the side of the, the dressing room, and he goes to his assistant manager. Fabrizio Put the music on Let them dance And then walks it The assistant manager Turns the music on And we weren't sure Whether to get up and dance Or sit and cry <laughs> So it definitely It isn't worth it But then after that uh, Just to drown our sorrows We went out again On the Tuesday night So it was all fine <laughs> So there you go It is not worth it Well listening to that As well as the listeners As someone who knows uh, Paolo Di Canio Really well It's Alan Stubbs Is on the line Alan good evening Good evening guys yeah. Good evening Stubbs you alright? Yeah good thanks Good Great to hear you. Thanks for joining us. There's so much uh, on the go. We've started the season. Everyone talking about Celtic going for 10 in a row. Rangers trying to stop it. Who would have believed after uh, just two weeks, Alan, that uh, Hebs and Rangers have the chance to go, what, eight points clear of Celtic tomorrow and Sunday? Yeah, well, I think putting into the into the context of everything, you know, it's, we're still only into the first few weeks and I think with the way the, the games have gone, obviously with the the cancellations, unfortunately, of the games by a couple of individuals who thought about themselves rather than everybody. You know, it's there's a possibility that I can go to that. Very early days. And I suppose psychologically, though, although with Celtic's track record, you would expect them to pick up these points, the games in hand. Yeah, well, I think if you look at last season and all, and Celtic were, were you know, were at the forefront and... I think you, you look at the Celtic team uh, over the like, years, they've been in front and they've chased. So they've got experience of, of both, you know, whereas Rangers have, have been chasing mainly, um, you know, and then, and then last year, just after Christmas, when they've had that the big result at, at Celtic Park and they found themselves in front. And basically, you know, you can, you can say what you like, but they've not handled the pressure. Um so, you know, I'd still, if I was a, if I was a better man, I'd still have my money on, on Celtic. But I do think uh, Rangers will take it further into the season than what they have done in previous years. 
Stubbsy, you uh, obviously stopped 10 in a row and you were the underdogs. What was the main yeah. thing that got you through that season? What was it that won you the league? Um, our camaraderie and team spirit. Um, what was that, Dezu? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Um, some that I can't remember and some that I can remember. <laughs> no, but, you know, it was, it was, I think that was part of, because we knew, being honest, Si, Rangers were better than us. They had a better, they had a better team than us at that time. Uh, and we knew we were up against it. Uh, and the one thing, even though they had some big personality in that dressing room, the one thing that we wanted to do was, was make sure that we stick together because, that season, and I've said it before, was was probably even though it had the best result at the end of it, it was probably one of the most unenjoyable because of the amount of pressure that we were under week week to week. Yeah, you think? Um, oh, sorry, I wanted to ask this as well, Stubby. Sorry, I was daydreaming there. Uh, obviously, you managed John McGinn. He's flying at Aston Villa. Yeah, uh, I think he's perfect for your old club as well, Everton. Can you see something like that happening for John? Could he play that I, level? I, I, no doubt about it. I, I. I you know, mentioned it to Everton um, at the time when he was when he was about to go. That this is a player that they 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 seriously should be looking at. I mm-hmm. I believe that John could play, you know, for Everton even then, you know. But since he's gone there, I'll be honest. Does any is anyone surprised that he's that he's done what he's done? No. Was it a big you mistake, Stubbsy, for for uh, Celtic not to sign him when they had the chance? I think it was a huge mistake. You know, and I think there's an element of um, of confidence. I'd have to say from Celtic to think, oh, we'll get him. You know, and he'll come because he was he's, he's a huge Celtic fan. So they pitched it um, low. Sorry. They so they pitched the offer low on that basis yeah. that he was going to come there anyway. Yeah, they did, Rob. I think it was it was a deal to be done, and it was just about being sensible. You know, I think. It wasn't about you know trying to, to to pin if it was Peter trying to pin Hibs down or or Hibs trying trying to pin Celtic down in terms of the price. The price was what it was, and you know I think well if you look at look at both now, Hibs had Hibs put a price on John's head and and they got it, whereas Celtic now will be regretting not paying that price because his his his, his value has gone through the roof. Are they investing enough, Al, at the moment, do you think, to make sure of 10? They've obviously signed Albion Ayeti from, from West Ham. There's talk of, of yeah. Shane Duffy uh, coming in. How much more do you think they need to do just to make sure that double figures is on? Well, I think it's still early days, Robin, and obviously Rangers have done a lot of their um, signings already. Um, I think... There was there was still a big question mark over Morales, which obviously I think the Lille thing looks like it's gone quiet now. Yeah. Um, whereas they would have had a you know a, a decent amount to, to to spend again of what Stephen would have got from that. I, I'm not too sure, but I still think Celtic have got quite a bit of business to do. You know, and you know obviously with the with the window being open for for the for a longer period now. Um, I, I honestly think that you're going to see Celtic being a lot busier than what you will see Rangers. How will Steven Gerrard cope, do you think, with the pressure? I mean, this is massive, isn't it, for him? He's had two trophyless seasons. That would have taken yeah. him by surprise, I'm sure. If you'd asked him when he came in the door, he would have expected to have had silverware by now. Um, 
how how much how much pressure is there on him to get it done this season? I think that there's there's always there's, there's definitely pressure. I don't think there's any any doubt about that. In terms of, I think the main question is it's not about Stephen dealing with it because he's dealt with, you know, playing at one of the the biggest clubs in world football. And he, and and I've got to be honest, and even though I'm, I'm an Everton fan and. You know, I, I hated him at times because, because, because he was that good. You know, he basically carried Liverpool for a number of years the way the way Wayne Rooney did at United for a number of years. You know, and, and when I say that, I, I mean that he, he basically single-handedly won Liverpool games. Um, so he's he's dealt with pressure all his life. The question mark has been will be on his players. The same when we were trying to stop ten. You know, it wasn't on. On the manager, it was it was on the players. Yeah, and but, that, but that's part, that's partly down to him as well, though, isn't it? Recruitment. You know, has he got yeah. the right type of player that he can look in the eye in the dressing room, and these guys are not going to let him down. Well, he, he, no matter what we think, he's going to say yeah, because he's got he's got to back his players. Um, listen, he's definitely improved Rangers as a club from the day he came in, but that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is is improving Rangers to be title winners, and that's what his job is. And um, I, you know, it hasn't happened up to now. Um, but you know, he's a winner. You know, he's 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 got that that Lenny about him and all. He's desperate to win. Um, you know, you've got two two great competitors. Um, it'll be about what comes down on the pitch. Yes, Stephen will. We'll, we'll get questions, and he'll be under massive scrutiny this year from 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 everybody. Um, and there'll be a lot of question marks about recruitment. You know, the club moving forward, whether there's been no silverware. So yes, he will be under massive pressure. But if if he had, had to ask me about if there's anybody in that football club who could who could handle the pressure more than anybody, it, I would he would be the first one I'd say yeah. Stubbsy, last question for me, mate. Uh, I'm missing yeah. seeing your big face in the dugout. Are we going to see you managing again? I don't know. Sorry, to be honest. Mm. Um, I've, I've I've really enjoyed. You know, I loved it at Hibs. You know, they were they were yeah. brilliant with me. Um, and and I have always said I made a mistake um, jumping to the Rotherham one. It wasn't it wasn't a good fit. Um, and then the St Mirren one. I I I'd done it because I just wanted to get back into football. Yeah. Um, and listen, there's, I, there's no regrets. I'm not going to turn around and say it was it was it was a mistake. It just didn't work. And and you you know, and on all the guys in the studio know that sometimes things just don't happen. Not necessarily because of this and that. You know, it just happens just because it 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 wasn't it wasn't the right time or or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I I I'll be honest, and I've you know I've never hid behind that question. I had to take too many gambles at yeah. St. Mirren, mm. and and that was the problem. And and sometimes when you when you take too many gambles, they can they can hit you in the face, you know. And and that's what, and that's what I think would would be the biggest reason why it didn't work out. We were when you don't have a recruitment department, you, you've got big problems yeah. because because when you've got a budget the size of what it was, your biggest your biggest strength is your recruitment. And when you haven't got anybody who's associated with that within the football club, 
then you 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 know you're running into you're running into situations that you don't really want to encounter. Yeah, Stubbsy, at least it only happened for you at one club. It happened every club I went to, mate. So <laughs> count yourself. <okay. laughs> and Alan, your biggest moment in management. You certainly brought the sunshine to Leith that Saturday afternoon at the cup final, and that will always be there. And you've obviously got the hunger to come back with that experience and such a competitor and the way you battle back with everything, with the illness over the years. I think everyone has such admiration for you. Alan Stubbs, oh, thank, thank you. Yeah, thanks very much for joining us, Alan. Cheers, Al. Cheers, Cheers mate. guys. Good luck. Yep, you too. The Bull Radio Football Show. Thanks for all the calls coming in. Alan Stubbs, great to him hear him there talking uh, about his time in football. What do you think? Give us a call. We've got a Hearts fan on the line now who's dialed 0808 17 17 700. We're calling. It's Robbie is on the line from Denny. Hi, Robbie. Good evening. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, great pleasure. How are you tonight? Enjoying the sunshine? I am indeed. It's, it's <laughs> nice for a change. Good to get some summer, isn't it? Yeah. Kids back right. to school and the weather comes out. But uh, what's in your mind tonight, Robbie? What do you want to talk about? Um, well, my question was in regards to Scotland and the, the yeah. playoffs mm-hmm. coming up. Um, my question would be, who's a better all-round striker and most suitable to lead the Scotland team now? Um, I've got Shankland. He's obviously not playing for, for United at the moment. Um, Griffiths, frozen out with the Celtic team. McBurney, he's off-season till uh, mid-September, I believe. And uh, what we're left with really is Nisbet. He's only goal-scorer at the moment. Wow, it's a big question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think... I think... You would need to go with McBurney, wouldn't you? I mean, it's a guy who's been playing in the Premier League. He's playing every week in a successful team. I always think Ollie McBurney's better than the two. I, I don't think he's a lone striker. You know, I watched him at Swansea and he always played better than the two. He scored 20 goals in the two. I think Sheffield United, he plays in the two with Billy Sharp. I don't think he's the type that can play up front on his own. Um, it's a tough one. If you, you know, Lee Griffiths is, it would be perfect, wouldn't he? If you've got a fit Lee Griffiths, it's a no-brainer that he plays. But um, probably, it's been... Every Scotland ma- manager's problem the last few while, hasn't it? You know, if we can get Lee Griffiths fit, um, but that lone striker is such a it's such a hard role to play, and there's only so many that can do it. But mate, if I knew the question, I'd be the Scotland man. If I knew the answer, I'd be the Scotland <laughs> manager. Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. Robbie, do you have any thoughts? Who would you who would you have in there? Well, it's it's getting close, isn't it? But two weeks away now, the well, Scotland Israel game. For me personally, I don't think we've really replaced Stephen Fletcher. He was always a target man. Yeah. Uh, always won the ball with flack ons for our wingers, our pacey wingers. Um, but out, out of the four, Lee Griffiths was on fire before the break. Obviously, he's been frozen out of the team. I, I've got to agree with Si. McBurney's the only choice at the moment. But when he has played, he's not really given us too much. Mm. Um, so it is a, a huge dilemma. I still think Fletcher's never let Scotland in. I know how I, I seem like Stephen Fletcher's agent on here, but I think Scotland have played best when, the th- when you think of the lone striker role. I think Scotland have played best with Fletcher up there. I don't. Th- I can't think of many bad games that he's had for Scotland. You, up there. You're his agent, and you've, and you've, and you've, and you've got him move to Stoke, haven't you? You got him a two-year deal at Stoke, so that's worked out with my Michael O'Neill. But you can't have no play with McBurney if he's playing the Premier League. Mm-hmm. No. We can, we can, no. so you wouldn't but, need to go. I mean, lots of people just aren't having Ollie McBurney. Um, is it because the way he, you know, he plays with his socks down? Yep. And But I mean, he's he's run into some really good form. And Sheffield United, top six or seven in the English Premier League, and, and he was in the team every week. So, yeah. I mean, it says a lot for, for the quality of his of his football. Um, does Stevie Clark fancy him? I think, Rob, see if you're going to play McBurney, I think it's... It's perfect for you to go and play a 3-5-2 Because you fit Tierney and Robinson into that And then you play McBurney up with a partner Which he does every week You've got three strong centre midfielders in there 
Um, and James Forrest has played uh, right wing back for Celtic. So if I'm Steve Clark I'm, and, and Ollie McBurney is my option, I'm going uh, 3 5 2 and getting somebody to play up there. Nesbitt, why not? Give him a shot. Robbie, are you a Hearts fan? Stephen yeah, Naismith, Stephen Naismith, Robbie, not yeah, sure. Stephen, yeah. Robbie, uh, Stephen Naismith that, and yeah. McBurney. That's another obvious choice, but obviously at the moment, we've just been stopped training. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to ask you yeah. about. Yeah, so Hull City are training at Orium, and Hearts aren't allowed to train. Ridiculous! Ridiculous! <laughs> it does seem really, really strange. Well, we chatted about it before, and we we can't figure out why. That one doesn't come from the school of logic, really, does it? With the fact that the Hearts can't train there, but but Hull can um, yeah are you scratching your head on that one I mean I, there's so much going on at the moment though Robbie isn't there that, that it's difficult sometimes to find an explanation well you don't really know what the right and wrong decisions are these days just what's going on it's so unique um, but for me Naismith was playing in the last few games he's scored he's reliable mm. you know he puts his head where nobody else wants to put it um, he does, and we've yeah. got our pace of wingers like Fletcher he was always in the middle there with our pace of wingers with the crosses and mm. he was guaranteed 90% of the time he's going to win the ball one way or another where it's a flick on or a, to, to link up um, but just you just don't know what's going to happen uh, we, we had Craig Gordon on last week um, and Craig was talking about yeah I'm going to be Scotland's number one um, even though I'm playing in the championship it's going to be a while before he gets playing but but he's, he's certainly determined that his international career goes on with John Rankin on last night who coaches of course the, the under 18s at, at Hearts are you confident Robbie of a, a quick bounce back to the Premiership? Um, definitely 100% we're, we're going to get promoted again the squad will be too good this isn't Robbie Nielsen, uh, is it? Is it Robbie <laughs> Nielsen? <no? laughs> but oh. Robbie Nielsen's a man. Actually, I'm I'm actually happy with the appointment. He's done it ah, before. He's, right. You know, he's he's proved proved his worth for Hearts. Um, so I don't see why not. Great, Ro- Robbie. Thanks very much for calling. Calling thanks, into Robbie. the thanks. Good night. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Cheers, the Robbie. football. Thanks, Robbie. Ali, some news coming in. COVID uh, rearing its uh, ugly head again in European football. Yes, unfortunately, um, Barcelona have just confirmed that their defender Samuel Umiti, if I pronounced that correctly, French internationalist, has tested positive for coronavirus. Is asymptomatic. He has not travelled to Portugal for tonight's Champions League quarter final against Bayern Munich, and he is self isolating at the moment. So they're trying to trace who he has been in contact with. Good news is it doesn't affect uh, the uh, the Champions League match yeah. tonight. So th- this is what we're going to live with now, Sai, for the coming weeks, months. I'm an idiot, right? So yeah. can you idiot proof this for yeah. me? Bowling goalie was tested and he was negative. Negative. Yeah. So, so why have the fixtures been called off? Because he broke the quarantine rule. Because when of come other, back. other players yeah. he could have been yeah. in contact with. Right, but so have they not all been tested as well? The Kamarnik players, and they were negative as well. Yeah, yeah. But there's a quarantine period, so if I'm not mistaken, it's between sort of seven to ten days. Ended. So you yeah. might not have any symptoms for the first seven days. It might not be ten. So even though he's tested two days after and four days after, it might not be right, till okay. like seven or ten days. Where, he, if I am understanding correctly, where but you might actually get Lee show back symptoms. on the phone. Get Lee <laughs> Chief, Jason, yeah, get him back on the phone. He loves probably it. Explain <laughs> it much better than me. But yeah, well, well he, done, Ali. We thanks. Kicked, <laughs> we kicked off the week no, with uh, with the agenda with uh, Professor Leach was on here, and we got such great reaction to him because uh, he's the guy that understands it there are so many different uh, rules I mean I do uh, you, you can understand for, uh, people I can't understand going to Spain for one day and coming back but it's difficult for people and stay safe everyone over the weekend and, he's, he's yeah. a good professor when he's on Radio yes. 4 but on here he's leachy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Rob we've only got a couple of minutes left uh, this weekend you're looking forward to the matches looking yep. to well tomorrow Hamilton Ackers against St Mirren 
Kilmarnock against St Johnson, Ross County, Dundee United, yep. and the 5.30 match, Hibs against Motherwell. Yeah, well, that's great, isn't it? Stephen O'Donnell uh, hoping he will make his debut for uh, Motherwell in that game in uh, their problem left-back position, possibly, although he might be right-back. He was, he was hedging his bets. He just wants to be involved, get back involved. But what a tie it is for them tomorrow because they're up against nine points out of nine. Hibs in the, the 5.30 kickoff. Si, they're flying. Oh, Jack Ross, what a job so far. Um the big thing is with these players, can they keep it up? You know, so many times I've had a third, a third team doing really well at the start of the season, they always falter away. Sometimes they end up even finishing outside the top six. But I'm more than confident that, that Hibs have got it right this year. Uh, a young, exciting manager, and um, I think they're a, they're a set for third for me. Yep. So you're going for three points for Hibs? Yeah, I think yep. Hibs will beat Motherwell. Yeah, definitely. consistency. That's the thing for Hibs, isn't it? It is. Frankly, but they've got a manager yep. who, who demands that. You know, he's got high standards. Anyone you talk to, every day he's demanding off the players and. Um, Good squad as well, isn't it? They've got a good squad. It's got Alan Canning in the team. I know. It's just a relief, though, to be talking about football again, pointing towards the weekend, because yeah. that C word, uh, coronavirus, it keeps coming up and it keeps uh, infecting uh, everything, uh, not just obviously football is a small part of it and what is a, a massive picture uh, around the world, but it's just a relief to be talking about things like Livingston against Rangers Sunday. That's a 4 30 kickoff. Will Rangers possibly come unstuck on the artificial turf? Livingston picked up a point against Motherwell. Can they May be a problem for Rangers Sunday. We'll find out. What do you think, Sai? Livy against Rangers? I think Rangers will beat Livingston comfortably now. I don't yeah. think Livingston are the same Livingston as they were before. Uh, Rangers are flying, so I can only see a Rangers win. It'll be a battle, though, won't it? It always is against Livingston. You know, they're physical. They're, it's, it's ugly, as the manager says, but, you know, they give everything. Yeah, yeah. but then again, I think that's all very well and good, but if you can drum, dominate possession, and I think we look at uh, out that in Scotland, we think about uh, battling too much. If you can go in there and dominate possession, then you've got more chance of winning the game, and I think Rangers will do that. Kilmarnock against St Johnson, Rob? Yeah, um, Kilmarnock, I've got a couple of points on the board, a couple of draws. Uh, there were two one up in Dingwall during the week. Uh, Ross Kennedy came back to claim a point. But yeah, I think they're beginning to find their mojo, um, Kilmarnock. Uh, but Callum Davidson, St Johnston, of course, missed a game with that Aberdeen game that was called off. Uh, they were well beaten by Rangers. But I reckon Killy home win against St Johnston. I'm going to draw. I'm going to draw yeah. with Hamilton, St Myrne, Kilmarnock, St Johnston and Ross County, Dundee United. Oh, draws. Win three draws. Draws this week, of course, and a so. few of them. Ali, you're on your beloved St Myrne at Aki's and Hamilton desperate to get points now. Absolutely. I think I would hope St Myrne could get a win. I think that would be nice, I guess, as a way to Hamilton, so you never know. Kilmarnock, St Johnston, I would quite like to see St Johnston on that one. If I'm, Yeah, I'm going to go for St Johnston and Ross County, Dundee. Okay. Draw. Draw, a draw. Yeah. You're okay. doing Ross County yeah. Dundee United, aren't you? Who do um, you fancy? I'm watching that game. Um, yeah, I think a draw is not a bad shout in that game. And Ross Kenny will probably be pretty happy if they can stay unbeaten. Some games coming up across the weekend in the, the Scottish Premiership. Three, three o'clocks. That 5.30 at Easter Road and then Sunday. Half past four at the Tony Macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> and next week, Rob, we'll have also the Champions League qualifier, Celtic against Reykjavik. Yep, Celtic um, will be coming back from 10 days of inactivity in terms of match action. Uh, but surely they'll get it right against the Icelandic team and take their first step on the European ladder. Thanks to everyone who joined us tonight. Can you believe we're out of time? Wow. Cy Ferry, thank you very much from Open Goal Podcast. Rob McLean. Cheers, Paul. And also Ali Defoy. That's Thanks, it Paul. from us. The news is next. Goal Radio Football Show. Let's go.